Hello and welcome back to Unclassical. Hello everybody. <laughs> Hello. And this week we are returning to David, David Copperfield. Copperfield. We, we are talking we were talking about something else we recorded earlier, Edwin Drood, and I, that was in my brain, and I was like, it's not that. Don't say that. It's you not that. You guys haven't heard Edwin Drood. That's for a different project. Ooh. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. So, yes, we were. We are coming back to David Copperfield, aren't we? And it's all yeah. been going on, hasn't it, Katie? It that has all name. been going on. That is, yeah, I'm Katie, and that one's Marsha. <laughs> nice you know, little segue it, into introductions there. You know what? It doesn't work, because the whole point of doing the introductions is so people can tell our voices apart we always say this and we sound the same well well that but also i've, st- I've started saying i'm katie in a different accent oh, yeah, I was like, yeah. that doesn't fucking help i think it sets people up well for the podcast though because we always change our accents but anyway david copperfield shall we just oh. jump straight back in i don't think we need to really straight in straight in i don't really think we need to comment on the state of the world because oh my god like it's all just gone to it's shit. on fire <laughs> uh in, yeah literally <laughs> i mean it is there are a lot of forest fires because in england it's fucking 36 degrees mm, yeah, can you but... tell why we're a little angry a little bit angry yes well so, back to David Copperfield. Back to David Copperfield and being lovely girls. So, um, where were we last time? I don't know, Marsha, you tell me. <laughs> Literally, I was like, uh, do I shift one? So, I thought you were telling the story. Davy had taken Steerforth down to see everyone in Yarmouth, hadn't he? And Steerforth oh. run off with Emily. Oh, yeah. And so, hang on, I, I can't remember if this was covered last week. Uh, is Davy, like, pissed off at Steerforth? Like, hey. I fancied her. Women um, is my property. I think, oh yeah, we did cover it last week. Um, Davey was like, uh, basically, before Steerforth left, he said something to Davey like, always think of me as my be- at my best. And Davey was like, weird thing to say. Anyway, see you later. <laughs> and, um, and now he's like, oh, Steerforth, I shall. And he kind of thinks as though like uh, the Steerforth he knew is dead because he's like, but Steerforth was such a great fellow. He never should have done these things. Ah, he's a prick. <laughs> Why is it that Victorians and like Edwardians and all that, when someone does something bad, it's like they are dead. It's like, no, people aren't just like dead good or me. bad all the time. Just People human. have different layers. Like <laughs> 100. I mean, like she shouldn't have been engaged to Ham. It was a bit weird anyway. It was a bit familial. So, <laughs> just to clarify, in case people forget, ham is a person, not just a lump of ham. That would also be weird. It's like men are trash. I'm marrying a snack. Actually, she's genius. She's a genius. She's a genius. Um, so, yeah, basically, uh, Mr. Peggotty has uh, vowed that he's going to search the world for Emily, and he's got this money because Mr. Barkis has died and left him some. So he's off to London with Davy and. Um, Davy's going to reveal that he does know where Steerforth's family lives, but at the moment, Mr. Peggotty is like, oh, I guess we'll start somewhere. Like, and Davey's Davey actually like, ho- holds I, a lot of knowledge. I guess we'll just see where this goes. Like, Davy, why are you so fucking stupid? <laughs> Literally. Like, uh, anyway, um, and then I've got this bit, like, just a bit more hating on women. So Emily, she kind of worked in, like, a seamstresses kind of place, but she also looked after, like, some children, uh, like, babysitting kind of thing. And um, there's like this uh, little uh, mini that used to look at uh, that she used to look after. And apparently, since Emily's disappeared, she's been sobbing in her sleep. And her mum and asking her mum like, "Where's Emily gone?" And her mum's like, um, "Oh no!" She keeps asking her mum whether Emily was wicked. And um, her mum's like, well, "How can I tell her when um, little Minnie was so fond of Emily? How can I tell her that she's actually wicked? Emily should have known better that her actions would have confused a child." You're like, sorry, do you live like your entire life in PG just in case children become confused? Lich. I mean, it's the same kind of thing, isn't it? Like today, like, did you see um, CBBC? They didn't get in trouble, but like loads of people complained being like, because they had a same sex um, couple kiss. And they're like, oh, yeah. honestly, it's disgusting. This is a children's show. And it's like, but you're okay when you have um, different sex couples make out. And they're like, yeah. oh, yes, that's fine. Gayness is not for children. It's like it's so weird. No, you're just homophobic. Like Completely. that's what it is. I... Like, and it's also like uh, the CBBC responded, being like, basically being like, well, it's interesting that we've done this now, and um, you know, we've had another couple on the series for a while who are a um, a, you know, boy and a girl. And no one's complained about them kissing, so clearly that's where this is coming from. Yeah. Um, so clearly that's coming from a place of homophobia, not a place of protect the children. And yeah. also, it's really important to put those things out there to, like, 
protect normalize. the children and like normalize it and like so children can see like themselves reflected in the media they watch Completely. and not feel ostracized okay round over let's get back to the story sorry i paused <laughs> something popped up on my computer that was technical and i was like i'm going to click no <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> so, uh, where was I? Uh, nah. Do you remember Mrs. Moucher? No. She was the lady with dwarfism that also, like, cuts hair. And, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but is also kind of like a stand-up comedian. Anyway, she goes to see um, Davy, and she's basically horrified because she always thought Steerforth was a bit of a wrong'un. And um, she says that she's going to go out into the world and look for Steerforth, and she'll let Davy know um, if she finds them. And um, cheers, mate. Yeah, like, cheers, thanks. And uh, yeah, off, off she goes. Uh, now, Davy takes Mr. Peggotty to see a Steerforth's mum and Miss Rosa. I've told you about Miss Rosa before. Yeah, because Steerforth lobbed a fucking hammer at her face when they were kids. Oh, yeah, and she's like permanently disfigured. And everyone's like, oh, lol. And it's like, no, yeah. you permanently disfigured another child. That's fucked. It's fucking weird. And um, what does it say here? Oh, yeah, it's kind of, um, it's like they're blaming Mrs. Steerforth. Mrs. Steerforth is responsible for um, for Steerforth's actions. Like, it's her responsibility that their son is a dick. Always and, a woman's um, fault, no matter what. Yeah, and I was like, she didn't fuck Emily. <laughs> like, it might be a little bit weird with her picture being above her son's bed, but, oh, you know, yeah. she's not actually involved with his romantic relationship. I mean, if anything, her weird relationship with her son might help, because, you know... Steerforth might take her, take her up, Emily up to his room and be like, would you like to fuck me under my mother's portrait while I look at my mummy? Like, you know what? I'm actually all right. No, I'm good. not really. And um, I think I mentioned last time that Emily left a letter saying that she'll return if Steerforth makes her a lady, i.e. marries her, but not otherwise. Um, Miss, and they asked Mrs. Steerforth, like, do you think that's likely? Do you think that could happen? And she basically says, nope, impossible. And it would harm her son's career if he was to make such a lowly match. Friendly. Rude. Rude. I'm getting flashbacks to um Darcy's family. Being yeah. Like, you can't marry them. They're scammy. You best tell her that when you propose. We don't like them. Um, and Mr. Peggotty is basically like, well, you're all a bunch of dicks, <laughs> and um, goes to leave. Just and like, um, fuck all ears. Fuck you. Um, I think he's, he's all just like, oh, okay, I don't have to listen to this, and like walks out. And um, Mrs. Steerforth stands up from her elbow chair. An elbow fuck chair. Isn't... Is it a, a chair. chair for her elbows? A chair with it's armrests for her elbows? Ar- it's like, yeah, armrests and... What? So it's an armchair now, but back there was a, an elbow chair? I'd, I'd, anyway, weird. I thought it was weird. Um, that is weird. So um, before... Uh, then Davy like, kind of goes to follow Mr. Peggotty out, but before he leaves, Rosa is um, telling... Um, a Davy that he's a disgrace to bring someone like Mr. Peggotty to the house and that Mr. Peggotty is common, Emily is common and if it was her choice, Emily would be whipped And um, but at this point, Mr. Peggotty kind of hears this and he's like, I am gone and just leaves without saying a word yeah. and Davy goes, <laughs> oh shame Miss Dartle, shame <laughs> it's like Game um, of Thrones are you trying to start a fucking musical number for shame for shame <laughs> Literally, I thought it was like Game of Thrones. Shame. Yeah. Shame. Like, <laughs> all right, Mr. Dramatic should have been an actor. Yeah, I was like, amazing. Um, and then, um, yeah, Miss... <laughs> I haven't typed this. I make my notes through, like, dictation on the phone. And I meant to say Miss Dartle. And it's autocorrected to Mr. Arsehole. Which might be quite <laughs> fitting. <laughs> so, so she says this. So this is Miss Dartle, Rosa. I would Amazing. trample on them all. I would have his house pounded down. I would have her branded on the... Fa- oh, pulled down, sorry. I would have her branded on the face, dressed in rags, and cast out in the streets to starve. If I had the power to sit in judgment on her, I would see it done. See it done? I would do it. I detest her. If I could ever approach her with her infamous condition, I would go anywhere to do so. If I could hurt her to the grave i would if there were any word of comfort that would be solace to her in her dying hour and only i possessed it i wouldn't part with it for life itself like fucking hell babe mate i realized that was a bit of an 
bit of a whole scene there, but we got to get you some therapy. Like, this isn't all about Emily, is it, Marisa? Like, also the branding of the face, like... Oh my god! And, like, literally, if she was dying and I held on to the last word that would give her comfort, like, please, just say it now! Now! Like, Die, bitch! Just, like, imagine the awkward silence that filled that afterwards. Like, That's literally what oh. happens. Davy's just like... <laughs> Right, <laughs> and walks hey, out. Like, you know what? You have some issues. I think you need to work on you. Just a little bit. Um, <laughs> oh, um, oh, 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 this bit's good. So later, um, Miss Peggotty, as in original Peggotty, Lady Peggotty, comes to London so Davy can help sort out um, Mr. Barkus's will. Uh, just yeah. Just sure everything's cool. Because uh, that's kind of what Davy does now, and so they take um, her to the solicitors, Mr. Spenlow, and uh, remember that's Dora's dad. Yeah. And Mr. Spenlow is with uh, another client. Can you guess <gasps> who it is? No, is it a Murdoch? Murdstone, yeah, the Murdstone. man that married Davy's mum. It's really bad mom. that in my brain they're fully called Murdoch. Oh, like, I think it's fitting to be honest. I think it's fitting as well. <laughs> so, um, Mr. Murdstone says to Peggotty that he is sorry to observe that her husband has died. Like, oh, Will you fuck off. Thanks. And um, Peggotty just replies with, um, "It's not the first time she's known lost in loss in her life." And not the first time. It's not the first time. time. It happens quite regularly. But she's like, "I'm just glad no one is to blame for this loss." Like, <gasps> I it was natural and last time it was at your hands mr murdstone murdoch confess um and mr murdstone's just like <coughs> um lol you did your duty by him then and um peggotty's just like oh you swear to fucking go mate right swear i have not worn right. anybody's life away and i am thank i am thankful to think no mr maystone i have not warranted and frightened any sweet creature to an early grave Mm. Yeah, she's like, basically like, no one's dead because I literally wore them down into the grave, mate. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, boom, everyone knows you're a murdering prick. Um, and he's just kind of like, well, I guess I'll leave you to it. <laughs> like, well, that was awkward. Bye. Bye bye. So um, he's British gone. And then um, they're chatting to Mr. Spenlow. And uh, they're just like, so what's the goss with Mr. Murdstone? Mr. Spenlow's like, that was awkward. That was weird. <laughs> Guys, I've got gas. Yeah. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, he's engaged to be married um, into a rich family, actually. And of course he fucking is. Is he? And they're like, apparently the bride's very beautiful. And Davy asks, how old is this bride? And bearing in mind, Mr. Spenlow's like middle aged now, he's older. And Mr. Spenlow's like, oh, come to think of it, I think she's just of marrying age. Ew. So, fucking pedo, he's up to his old tricks. Alright. Pedophile. So, yeah, um, time passes again. And uh, Mr. Spenlow invites David to Dora's birthday picnic. And, uh, Who's Dora? D- Dora is Mr. Spenlow's daughter. Yeah, cool, got you. Yeah, yeah, who Davy is in love with, and he banged on the walls to the um, Macawbers shouting, I give them the D. <laughs> I was like, he banged her on the wall? That's, that's progressive. That's for, progressive. Um, you know, oh, he wishes. to get married first. <laughs> you have to be married with three kids before you can have sex. Of course, yes. Yeah. That's a civilised way to do it. Yes. So um, Davy hires a horse to ride to the event, and he buys yeah. um, Dora a bouquet as a present. And to keep it fresh, he puts it in his um, hat while he trots along on the horse. I bet you look like a right fucking twat. I bet he does. And I, also, I feel like, would that work? Also, surely if you're like, I don't know what speed he's going on the horse, but I feel like the wind, I feel like it's going to blow the, the sun exposure. Like, I don't think that was a wise decision. Like, I'm sure talking as a talking as a lady who likes a bouquet, that yeah. is not how I would choose to transport it. No, it, it's like, not sensible. I mean, fair no. enough. I wanted to rock up looking flamboyant, and for her to be like, "Oh, nice flowers," and he'd be like, "They're for you." Look <laughs> at my flower crown. Why are you so? Aren't I pretty? <laughs> aren't I pretty trotting on my pony with my flower crown? <laughs> Anyway, he gets to the party and we meet Miss Mills, a bosom friend of Dora's. Why don't so you be like, she's. Yeah, it's like, you don't just touch boobs all the time. <laughs> she's my bosom friend. Uh, you mean you're, you're being a little bi curious at this point? Like, what? Oh, like, what? What's going on there? What now? Um, and so Davy gives Dora's, Dora the flowers and um, thinking, oh. He's sort of thinking, oh, I thought the flowers were beautiful, but to compare her to her, oh, they're not beautiful at all, gross. 
Um, like, uh, that and, line has um, never worked on anyone and it never will. Okay. Uh, and he says to place the flowers next to the little dimple in her chin was enough for him to lose all presence of mind or power. So he just came in his chin? pants. Pardon? So, she, so she, firstly, she's got a bum chin. Yeah. Secondly, he just came. Yeah, pretty much. Or just like lost I his lost like, oh my <laughs> Also, just like, here's your flowers. Oh. Yeah. Thanks. Oh. Why are they so and it what? says Dora beat the dog again on the nose because Jip took one of her flowers. Jip's the dog. We hate her. I want Jip and I want Dora to fucking burn. You know what Rosa said about um, Emily? Mm. I'd like to repeat that <laughs> yep, to fucking to Dora. Dora. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the fucking dog alone. Exactly. All right. Now, Miss Mills, she's Julia Mills. She's Her character is supposed to have had like some unhappy experience in love. So she's retired from the world of love and just kind of acts like as an impartial advisor to those with unblighted hopes and of who could still, you know, usefully pursue love. She's like <laughs> 20. Wow. So she's like, I'm babe. done with love. I um, mean, to also, on, on one level, fair enough, babe, you do you. On yeah. another, babe, it's fine. Like, yeah. it's... Like, I mean, me and Marshall have been watching, re-watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm. I highly recommend it. But there's, mm. like, this isn't a spoiler because I'm ahead of Marsha. Mm. Um, but there's, like, moments when Buffy's like, oh, you know what, I'm just going to embrace being single forever. I just don't think love's for me. And it's like, yeah. Buffy, I'm just like, I've just had such a bad time in relationships. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Buffy, you have the worst track history. And it's like, for fuck's sake, she's 20-year-old and her two boyfriends. She's fucking fine. She's fine. Yes, one of them, you know, was a vampire, whatever. Like, if that's a spoiler for you guys, you know, like, how old are you and where have you been? Literally. And also, <laughs> that awkward moment, though, when the vampire was better than the human. Oh, literally. Oh, that, Riley sucked. Sorry, that might be a spoiler. But <laughs> it was fucking worse. If you want and us everyone... to start our own Buffy commentary podcast, let us know. <laughs> let us know, because I would be there for that. Um, anyway, oh, back to Dora. Not Dorian Gray, back to David what? Copperfield. I don't know why David Copperfield just doesn't stick in my head. I'm like, anything else? Vanilla. Um, No one else will find this interesting, apart from maybe a very small pocket of our listeners and me and Katie. Do you know where... um, So on this picnic, they go on a carriage ride. And do you know where they're riding towards? Where? Guildford. It's just up the road. Oh, lovely. We live near Guildford. Please don't stalk us. There we go. Uh, I mean... How exciting. Why why would that mean anything? (laughs) Guildford. Guildford is the poshest place ever. Um, this is actually a bit funny. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously at the moment we're just coming out of the, pan- well, we're still in the pandemic, but we're coming mm. out of the lockdown. Yeah. And the government have introduced the um, helping out scheme. So like Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. <laughs> Eat out get- to help out. I don't know who named that. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Hilarious. <laughs> um, but like, so it's 50% off your bill up to £10 per person. So mm. it's like, yeah, like you, the maximum you can get off is up to ten pounds off your, yeah. like off for each person, and people don't seem to grasp that concept. And yesterday we, I went out, and uh, this is in Guildford, and it just gives a flavour of what the people are like. Mm. And the poor waiter had to explain to this dude three times, very calmly and nicely, about why his bill wasn't halved completely because it's up to ten percent off per, it's up to ten pounds off per, per person. person. Yeah. And he did not get it. He took him three times for explaining it very nicely and calmly, and calmly until this guy goes, um, actually, I am an accountant. I can do maths. And it's like, well, clearly not. Uh, and then he's like, you know what? You know, I will just pay it. I will just pay the bill. Like, I'm such a good if you person. Would. Lick my dick. I'll lick my soggy little willy because I will pay the bill. It's like, mate, it's fucking bare minimum. You ate yeah. the fucking food. It's literally bare minimum. You're not the fucking hero of this. And me and yeah. James are just sat there with our food like, this is such good entertainment. No, I was going to say, like, so much better than Tivet. <laughs> Literally, like, whenever we go to Oliver's, we always get dinner and a show. There's some right interesting people <laughs> that go there. I mean, I didn't mean to name drop then, but yeah, it's a great restaurant. Go. Go, lovely. go, 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 go. Lovely service. But yeah, that's ah. what the kind of flavour that Guildford is. Mm, so yeah, lovely place. Right, yeah. back to David Copperfield. Yeah. So David um, and Dora and Julia are all on this carriage ride together. And there's this whole thing that Davy and Dora are basically too chicken shit to actually initiate anything between themselves. So Miss Mills basically spells it out for them. So and, she basically uh, like lines up the fanny and dick like, hey, kids, go. Hey, go. Well, wait for it. And Davy thinks, um, I hardly knew what I did. I was burning all over to that extreme extent, but I took Dora's little hand, gross, and Stop kissed it. Stop calling her as a child. Why yep. do you fancy her because she's a child? Yeah, but he kissed it, and she let me. 
And um, and then he says, and then he kissed Miss Mills' hand. And we all seemed, to my thinking, to go straight up to seventh heaven. Threesome? Threesome? <laughs> yeah. Threesome. So I was like, okay. Uh, later... David is thinking what a babe Miss Mills is for orchestrating all of this. But no, it's, and for um, being she's... into threesomes. Yeah, exactly. Like, wow, what a fabulous evening. Thanks. Yeah. Julia. Yeah. Um, but he notes um, that she's quite a used up recluse. Thanks. She's Davey. 20 years old. How old is, tw- how old is Davey? About the same. Maybe a bit younger. Like, he's Fuck so off, rude. David. Like, he's, he's so rude. Just help facilitate him with like what he thinks is the love of his life. And, and also, like, she's still really young. Twenty is very young. Yeah. Oh, such dick. Um. Oh my god. Yeah. And uh, when Davy's riding the horseback that night from the um picnic, it says, "I rode my gallant grey so close to the wheel that I grazed his foreleg against it and took the bark off, as the o- as the owner told me, to the tune of three pun seven which I paid and thought extremely cheap to say so to say much joy. So, yeah, he's wounded the horse and he's like, great price to pay because I was so happy because I got to fist Dora. You're a prick, Davy. However, he does have something in common with Dora. They bo- do both like to abuse animals. So, you know. I, I, I don't condone that relationship. No, I, no. I think it could get really messy. <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, the threesomes I was cool with. The animal yeah. abuse is where I draw the line. Yeah, it's it's not my thing. So that's, soon after they all, cool. yeah, they organise a meeting at Miss Mills' house for Davy and Dora to have a trap. So everyone's like, Miss Mills sucks. She's lame because she's twenty and decided she doesn't yeah. want to get into a relationship. Like, which is fucking fine. And she's like, bitch, I have my own house. Why are you yeah. going to suck oh. my fat dick? I, I think it's her family house. <laughs> well, still, I have a roof yeah. over my head. I'm fucking fine. Fuck yeah. off. I'm fine. Um, so, oh, little side note. There was this other woman at Dora's picnic and there was also like another man at Dora's picnic and the man was like making eyes at Dora. So David was like chatting to this other woman. Um, and so when he shows up, Dora's like, um, flipping out. She's like, you fancy her. Um, and, um, but there's this kind of misdirection. And then it says this bit, uh, from Davy's point of view. I don't know how I did it. I did it in a moment. I intercepted Jip. I had Dora in my arms. I was full of eloquence. I never stopped for a word. I told her how I loved her. I told her I should die without her. I told her that I idolised and worshipped her. Jip bit madly all the time. And uh, when Dora hung her head and cried and trembled, my eloquence increased so much more. Mm, healthy. Um, so, <laughs> wait. You told the girl that you fancy that you love her. And she bursts into tears. Yeah, and trembled. Um, if she would like me to die for her, she had but to say the word and I was ready. Life without Gross. Dora is love... Is a th- not, is, life without the love of Dora is basically not a thing to have on any terms. I couldn't bear it and I wouldn't. So... Right. Yeah, he rambles on for fucking ages about how he's never loved anyone like this. And in their end, they, the argument subsides and they're all just sitting calmly on the sofa and David and Dora are engaged. Well, they don't hang about, do they? They fucking don't. It's like the third time they've met. Um, also, oh. just a point about Jip. Like, Jip is so bad, he was always biting things. Well, maybe if you stop punching him in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah, literally, you must be so neurotic. Literally. Um, and then it goes on from here. Like, basically, Dora and Davy keep having, like, massive misunderstandings and, like, falling out and breaking up. <sighs> Sounds and like a Miss... great relationship. Yeah, and then Miss Mills, like, gets involved and she's like, no, it's fine. Gets involved have... again with the other three. They have another threesome. Yeah, just a bit of uh, threesome, you know. <laughs> calm the, t- the, calm the temperature tension. down. Yeah. But, no, she, like, gets involved and, like, kind of was like, oh, it's fine, you know because she actually loves you and he does love you Dora and they're like oh it's fine and so basically they make this agreement that um Miss Mills uh, has to intercept at least one of the letters they send to each other every day just to make sure nothing's getting misconstrued and and so that they don't accidentally upset each other why don't you just learn to fucking communicate does she get paid for this service Literally, can you imagine if like two of your mates like were getting married and they kept arguing and everything, so it was clearly a toxic relationship. And like, can you just help keep us together? Like, no, No. break up. You suck. Also, I I have a life. Like, I know I've sworn off love for myself. Doesn't mean I want to be involved in your fucking bullshit. Also, I do things. Oh yeah, to be fair, like, well, do I get to read all the drama? Yeah, amazing. Uh, Okay, (laughs) okay, I haven't got a lot on. We'll do that then. Complete 180. Like, how can they do that to her? Sounds like the best job ever. <laughs> okay. 
Now we're going to move on to Traddles. Remember Traddles? You went to school with Davey and he's got the girlfriend yeah. that he can't marry because she's looking after her family. The girlfriend's called Sophie, by the way. Yeah. Um, so uh, Davey is like just asking about Sophie and he asks if she's the oldest. And um, Traddles is like, no, the oldest one's a beauty. <laughs> like, wow. Thanks. So, Glad Sophie wasn't there to hear that. Yeah, exactly. So that's just a little side note because that keeps popping up. So, um, right, Peggotty is um, staying with Davy for a little while after, like, sorting out the will stuff when uh, Aunt Betsy and Mr. Dick come to call. Ooh. And um, his uh, housekeeper and landlady, Mrs. Krupp, shows them up and then rubs herself out of the room. Hmm. So freaks herself off as she's leaving. Not sure, freaking herself off, or just a bit of fat phobia going on there. Either way, it's uh, interesting. <laughs> Dickens wasn't the most. Well, to be fair, you know, he was Victorian, but it's not very progressive, Mister Dickens. Not very Dickens. progressive, no. Um, it's then revealed. I mean, maybe if she's just touching herself up as she leaves, it's a bit weird. She does like. She thinks Davy's aunt is a bit weird, but she is very like. I mean, Davy's aunt is paying the bills at the end of the day. But, well, until now, it comes out that Davy's aunt, Miss Betsy, has lost all her money and is completely <gasps> ruined. How? Because of fuckface, the creepy man in the shadow. Well, yeah, she's been giving it to him, but that's not just it. Um, we'll find out later. She's just like bad investments. Um, it's all fuck, mate. Um, look, look, I fucked up. It's fucked. It's, it's fucked. fucked. It's fucked. It's just fucked. Yeah. So I've got no money. And so she's like, can we stay here? And Davy's like, um, yeah, of course. Um, and his aunt drinks warmed up ale before going to bed. It's fucking that's, disgusting. That's quite the nightcap, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Um, Have you ever heard of warm milk? Yeah. Warmed ale. Mm, yeasty. <laughs> so uh, Davy's aunt um, hears about Dora and she's like all I'm saying is your mum was very young and beautiful and unworldly when she was married and it didn't go so well for her <laughs> so she's like um, obviously you know do you but um, Davy, you haven't got any money behind you now and uh, that's not the life young Dora is accustomed to so um, yeah if you're going to have to provide for her purely on your own that's a little thing for you to think about <laughs> Is he not making any money being like a solicitor? He's still an apprentice and he's like paid for all his training, remember? And we worked out, wasn't it like 16 grand or so? I swear it was more, like stupid money. Oh yeah, it was ridiculous. I swear it was way more, because I remember it was way more than you pay for university now. 40 grand or something? Fucking hell. I mean, apprentices get, like, you know, don't get great pay now, but... Yeah. Least get paid. So the next day, well, he goes to Mr. Spenlow, Dora's father, to ask whether he can terminate his apprenticeship and give him back the money that he's not used up on his training yet so that he can give that back to his aunt and he can go out and get a job, you know, that actually fucking pays. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, um, oh, there's this other partner in the firm and uh, they basically just like, no. <laughs> Um, oh, that, uh, Davy! Like when he goes in, um, he's like, "Oh, I have some dishearten- disheartening news from my aunt." And Mr. Spendo's like, "Not paralysis, I hope." <laughs> Why paralysis? Um, no, but uh, let's come back to that later, shall we? Like, why is that? Why do you think she's got paralysis? Not paralysis, I hope. No. No. Why? 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 Why did we go straight to paralysis? Was that common at the time? <laughs> Does she seem the type? Like, yeah. What? Like, she always seemed the here? sort that would get paralysed. <laughs> so um, Davy's like, no. And he's like, anyway, Davy, I would give the money back. But the other um, partner, he's a real shtickler and he never would allow it. And you meet the other partner and he seems really chilled and relaxed. And Davy's like, well, I can't really push this any further. But I think you might be the dick, Mr. Spenlow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Davy's all down in the dumps, obviously. And um, he's uh, like walking home when he runs into Agnes. Ooh. And um, remember Agnes, Mr. Wickfield's daughter, the lawyer? Um, yeah. And Uriah Heap sniffing around her. And um, she's not very happy either. And she informs him that Uriah Heap and his mother now live with her and her father. And she's like, yeah, it's a bit fucking gross. And later we find out that Mr. McCorber, I remember who Davy was. Sh- There's so many fucking characters in this. Mr. That's the thing I'm like, who? <laughs> Do you remember Mr. McCorber? He um, went to like prison and always had debt collectors and that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, didn't yeah. Davy live with him or like rent it yeah. from him or something for a while yeah, yeah so he started working for Uriah Heap now so he's there he's got a job um, Mr. Dick starts a new venture to earn money which is basically being like he copies out like 
um, legal texts and that kind of thing because he has really nice penmanship. But there's this whole thing. They're like, do you think you can keep Charles the first thoughts out of your head, Mr. Dick? And he's like, well, I think if I concentrate very, very hard and just remember that I don't have to write my own words and copy what's just on the paper, I might be able to do it. And it turns out he's actually rather good and he makes bare dollar. So that's good. That's good. I like Mr. Dick. Yeah, he's very sweet. So he's the only one bringing any real money in at the moment, like stopping them being completely ruined. Yeah. Um, and then David goes to tell Dora that he's not got any money. And uh, she is very comforting and says, how can he be such a silly thing and to sit there telling such stories and that he must stop or she'll get Jip to bite him. Don't get Jip to do your dirty work, Dora. Jib's like, I don't know, fuck off for you, bitch. Yeah. However, I do like to bite Davies. Okay, let me out. Uh, let me out, let me out. I do like to bite things because you hit me all the time. I'm so angry. Let me kill him. So David like tells Dora again that they're going to be very, very poor and they will have to work. And she looks anxious and starts crying and tells him to stop talking about such horrid things. And that also, Jip has to have a mutton chop every day at 12 or he'll die. <laughs> Sounds like our parents and their dog, to be honest. I love the drama of it. Like, I hate my dog. I'm going to kick it everywhere. If he doesn't get his mother drop every day at night, he'll die. He'll die just to die to me. Just Jeff sat there like, since when do you give a shit, bitch? <laughs> Literally. Anyway, they're obviously a great match. This is excellent. I mean, Dora has been brought up in luxury. This is the life she was led to believe she'd be marrying for money. Um, her dad doesn't know about this match yet. It's all secrecy because obviously he won't approve because he's yeah. brought her up to be um, married. Into I live in a world where my only job is to marry rich. Yay! <laughs> so, Everyone get watch Hamilton. Yeah. So literally, like, and now he's like, oh, you're not going to have that life. And it's scary. Like, she doesn't know anything outside of that. And Jip might not get his mutton chop every day at noon. <laughs> yeah, he might not. So um, it goes on. So basically, uh, Davy wants Dora to start looking at how her dad does the financial housekeeping. And he wants to send her a cookery book as well so that she can learn how to cook. So basically, Fuck they won't off. Have- <laughs> yeah so basically they won't have to employ people to do these things for them uh, Dora loses her shit and basically starts crying and screaming she's absolutely terrified at the thought of cooking to be fair Davy, if you're so into the idea of cooking why are you fucking do it oh why don't you fucking do it yes literally, literally. fuck um, off Davy. so the cooking book's too much so she starts raving about the room and kind of collapses and Davy's just sitting there thinking where the fuck is Miss Mills when you need her <laughs> I tapped out, mate. This is too much for me. Oh, God. Saw your own shout out, Davey. Literally. Like, I thought you were saying how she's, like, pathetic and everything for being an old maid. You're a fully grown man. You have to have another woman sort out all your romantic endeavours because you're that shit. (laughs) Literally. And I've just read the next bit. So Dora's, like, fainted on the floor and Davey's trying to find the smelling salts to help revive her. But instead, he finds a little case of needles and just drops sewing needles all over her. Snort these, Dora. (laughs) You guys can't get married or you can't do anything. You're both terrible. Jip's going crazy. So Davy's just there with needles everywhere, shaking his fist at Jip. Just imagine walking out of that, like the like what looks like a dead woman on the floor, mad dog and needles everywhere. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, they are at Miss Mills' house, because obviously that's where they meet, and Miss Mills finally comes into the room like, what the fuck's going on? Like, the fuck ha- Also, why does Dora take her dog with her everywhere that she clearly hates? Oh, one hundo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think she loves him, but she's just really abusive. And, oh, and then Davy replies, I, Miss Mills, I have done this. Behold the destroyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Miss Mills like, to be fair, Davy. Looks like yeah. you fucked some shit up. Yeah, literally. So Miss Mills just like sweeps in. She sorts everything out. Um, like, well, she calms everything down a bit. Dora still picks really the fucking get... needles up. Yeah, picks them up, calms Dora down. Dora still doesn't really get that she wants to be with Davy because Davy can't do shit. That she'll have to learn to like keep a house. Um, so it's kind of left as a work in progress for Miss D- Mills to deal with. Lucky, lucky lady. Miss B- Miss Mills, like, look, just break up. Yeah, just leave it. Um. Oh, next. Uh, Davy like starts training with Traddles to get a job, um, basically um, scribing legal cases in court. So they help him train to do that anyway. So that's how he's going to earn money. Boring. Um, later, um, David bumps into Mr. Spenlow and uh, Mr. Spenza- Spenlow is like, David, uh, could, could, could I have a word? <laughs> and Davey, yes. obviously they don't work together anymore. And Davy's like, uh, 
Um, okay. And then he takes him to like the room above this cafe and Miss Murdstone is there and produces one of his last letter to Dora. Miss Murdstone, can you fuck off? This has Li- nothing to do with you, you absolute cunt. Literally. Also, so yeah, she's doing this. She's proper fucking stirring. And they describe Miss Murdstone as a gentle creature. Like, she's purely described as that just because she's female. She's not being very fucking gentle, is it? She's like, come and watch me fuck up your life. <laughs> and I'm going to pour some shit with my stir stirring pot. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, women are never people. They obviously always have to be some kind of creature. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Miss Murdstone has discovered the letters and apparently Dora tried to bribe her not to tell her father and one of her bargaining chips to try and convince her um, was offering her kisses. <laughs> Now, I'm not saying Miss Murdstone, you know, um, is like, you know, she seems quite lonely, but I'm not sure she swings that way, Dora, but nice try. Like, would you like to kiss me? I'm very pretty. I'm very cute and pretty. Would you like to give me a kiss? No, you're all right, mate. No, I think I I am going to tell your dad. Also, I forget, how is Miss Murdstone involved? Like, why are you here? Because Dora's mum's dead and her dad has employed her to be That's a companion it. to Dora because apparently... I forgot you have about to... that. So I was just like, why are you here? Literally, but also like, so the, he's just paid this much older, sterner woman to be a daughter to his very sweet young... Uh, to be a daughter, to be a friend to his very sweet young daughter. Like, I don't have Thanks. a lot in common. Just like, do you reckon all they talk about is like, so, do you want to hit my dog? <laughs> yeah, to, to be fair, that does sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, to be fair. It does sound really funny. Yeah, it sounds like something it's so I mean to Jip. Poor Jip. To be fair, Miss Murdstone and Mr. Murdstone brought a dog into Davy's childhood home. So maybe she, she's like, no, her dad is like, look, she keeps hitting the dog. I'm quite concerned. Could you just try and get that out of her? I'll do my best. I'll do it. Look, daughter, for every time you smack Jip, I'm going to smack you twice. <laughs> yes, to be fair, actually. So. To be fair, that is fully a tactic I'd employ in that situation. Like... <laughs> Every time you hit the dog, I'm going to punch you twice as hard. And I know that might sound like abuse, but don't fucking hit the dog. The dog is much nicer than you. (laughs) So anyway, they obviously tell David to back the fuck off. And Mr. Spenlow knows now that he didn't have much money to begin with in terms of what Mr. Spenlow wanted in a match with Dora. But now he's got nothing. Um, And he says, if um, you and Dora end up getting married behind my back, um, Dora won't inherit a single penny from me. So good fucking luck, mate. Uh, so later that night David goes to see Miss Mills with this news and he's ushered in the back door but he's noted that there's no real reason why he's not allowed to go see Miss Mills and that this is all just for the drama and Miss loves the thought of like romantic things and mysticism coming through the back door <laughs> he's like okay, also yeah. can you imagine how frustrating that would be like I don't know what their house is like but imagine like you have to knock on the front door come around yeah. the back literally <sighs> it's not like they have a mobile like oh yeah come around the back <laughs> so. yeah like Hello. Um, so, um, yeah, he tells um, Miss Mills what's going on. He gets the vibe that she's just like, oh, yes, like soaking up all the drama and misery. But at the end of the day, you don't pay her for what her relationship counselling. So I'm glad she's getting something out of it. Yeah, she might as well get the drama. Drop the tea. Now the drama is about to hit. <gasps> what do you think we get news of the next morning? Dora's engaged to someone else. Oh, that'd be great. But no, um, Mr. Spenlow has fallen off his horse and is dead. <gasps> So, so he hasn't really had new uh, had a chance, you know, to like sort out his will to say if she marries Davy, you know, not a penny will she get. She hasn't even really had a chance to properly like chat it over with Dora since. So, um, yeah, uh, all the details and everything is done. However, now that he's dead, they do start looking into his will and into his accounts and everything. Just you know, they can get everything in order for Dora, and they find out that order he's made- for Dora. And they've made, uh, they found out that he's got no money. He's just kind of like, you know, living like the lifestyle, but kind of like doing loads of IOUs and that kind of thing. And yeah, so there's no like um, disposable income. There's um, no, what do rich people say? Liquid income? I don't know. Anyway, he's got no cash and he's got no fucking will. And so they're just like, oh, sorry, Dora. You know how you thought you were well loaded? (laughs) Apparently you're not. Apparently you're not. Bye. Bye. Looks like Jip's not going to get his mutton chop. <laughs> well, her dad's got two older single sisters and uh, who live in Putney, so they say they're going to adopt Dora. Miss Merton gets kicked to the curb, and Good. so D- Dora moves to Putney. Why the fuck was he like? I'm going to employ this random stranger when he, she had two aunties who could have done that job. I feel he wasn't that close to them. I feel he wasn't that close to the stranger who was Miss Murdstone. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I'm sure he's a lot closer to them than he is to 
Yeah. Um, so now that she's moved to Putney, Davy says, how I found time to haunt Putney to prowl about the neighbourhood. Davy, you fucking predator. Because now... Literally, fuck Dora's, off. Dora's not really writing to Davy anymore because, you know, she's grieving. And Davy's like, I will prowl about the neighbourhood and find her. Literally, like, you're not a fucking vampire, Davy. Back yeah. the fuck off, you fuck freak. Fuck off. So, um... Either oh. fuck off or go comfort her. So Miss Mills can go see her. So Davy asks if Miss Mills can keep a diary on what's going on with Dora, what she's doing, and then he reads the diary to basically okay, get an update. So fucking stalkerish. It's really weird. Just give I her mean, some space to grieve. Or you can either give her space to grieve, or you can like send her a letter to be like, "Look, I'm here if you need, if you want me, yeah. like for comfort and stuff." If you want me to back off for a bit, that's also fine. You do you, babe. But, like, Literally. just letting you know I'm here if you want me. He just wants to keep tabs. He wants to feel connected with her, so he's keeping yeah. tabs on what's going on. But, no, you need to back off, mate. Um, like, he doesn't care at all about what she wants. He's just like, I must have my property. I must do it. And then we get news that Mr. Wickfield's law firm, where Uriah Heap and everyone works, is just going to shit. So Davy um, decides to go down to Dover to see what's going on. And when he's down there, he's having a good old chinwag with Agnes. And um, he says, uh, basically... Um, oh, you get me out of all my difficulties, Agnes. I need you to um, advise me and approve at the very beginning so I don't get into these situations, i.e. being in love with Dora. So basically, this book should be called David Copperfield Fucks Up Everything and Expects Women to Sort It Out. Kind of reminiscent of Hamilton, actually. (laughs) Pretty much, actually. Um, So Agnes says, well, basically, if you really love Dora, you should write a letter to her aunts to request an audience. Because, you know, yeah. they might have different views to her dad on terms of engagement, seeing as she's broke too now. Yeah. Um, so later that day, Davy, Uriah and Mr. Wickfield are all having a chat. Um, Davy calls, uh, sorry, Uriah calls Davy out, uh, telling him that um, you, you've never liked me, Davy, have you? Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, Davy um, notices throughout the evening, Uriah's been like encouraging Mr. Wickfield to drink. And Mr. Wickfield's an alcoholic. So he's kind of nice. like, hmm. And uh, then later Uriah says that he's got as good as right as any other man to be Agnes's husband. The entitlement of the nice guy in Literally. Like, even though he's not a nice guy. But just like, oh, you know, you could be married to someone worse. Hence, it should be me. What? (laughs) Or she could just be married to someone nicer. Who isn't you? (laughs) Exactly. Someone she likes. Yeah. Anyway, Mr. Wickfield is repulsed by this and he starts tearing out his hair and generally being a frightful spectacle. What? <laughs> and David um, tries to calm him by basically saying, think about how much I love Agnes and um, think about, um, just think about Agnes. That's a nice thing to think about. <laughs> think about me and think of Agnes. Just aren't we nice? Aren't we nice? And um, then Mr. Wickfield says, I know, but look at him to Uriah. <laughs> Savage, but, but true. Look at him. He's accurate. gross. Accurate. <laughs> Your eyes are uh, hurtful. <laughs> kind of hurt. Kind of true. Yep. And um, uh, Mr. Wickfield. Uh, basically says that Uriah has stripped him of like his reputation and everything and now he's going to strip him of his house and home so they're basically all having a right rage at each other and Agnes comes down and just basically goes like I better take father to bed now and Davy looks at her face and sees that she knew much more of what had passed than she was letting on well that's probably because you've been shouting in the house and it's not that big and she's yeah and also idiot. just screaming her name think of Agnes what Literally. are you guys talking about Le- yeah and she knows Uriah fancies her so she's like subtle guy yeah <laughs> oh this is gross um, so next day Davy's like leaving to go back to London and as he's saying goodbye to Uriah Uriah's like oh basically got a bit ahead of myself last night I tried to pluck a pear before it was ripe but it'll ripen Ew. yet one only has to be patient and as Davy's going away on the coach Uriah's just miming like eating a really juicy pear and like smacking his lips it's so gross why are you so fucking weird as well I'm <laughs> delicious is that like uh, the equivalent of today guys playing like Obviously, gestures don't really work on a podcast, but, you know, like, gesturing, wanking off and stuff. Yeah, literally, or fanny licking, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's Um, literally him, like, putting his two fingers up and, like, fanny licking sign at Davy. Yeah. so gross. Um, um, Also, a little bit funny. (laughs) Kind of hilarious, but gross. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's just the thought of Davey going away. And because for some reason they can't just tell Uriah to fuck off because he's so like entwined in the business now. I'm just like, eh, fuck you, Davey. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, as um, uh, Davey gets home and posts a letter to Dora's guardian saying, yeah, lol, can, can we have a chat, please? And as he's walking home, he passes Martha. Do you remember ages ago? I was like, remember Martha. So Martha, really? Martha was the lady that lived in Yarmouth and she'd had sex, so everyone hated her. Oh, and yeah. Emily and Ham gave her enough money to go to London and like start her own shameful life again because no one would like her in um, Yarmouth anymore. Because everyone's a prick. So anyway, they kind of like walk past each other but don't really clock each other. And Davy's like, I know that face. And he's like, oh, it's Martha. And by the, but by this point, he's bumped into Mr. Peggotty. So Mr. Peggotty has been trotting all over Europe looking for Emily. And to be fair, it sounds like a great gap trip. He's been to France. He's been to Italy. Well, he hasn't had a great time. But, you know, he's seen some things. (laughs) To be fair, you might as well enjoy it. Yeah. So, but anyway, he hasn't found her. And um, he says he's been traveling around with a country dress so she can take off her other clothes and wear that. Wonderful. And that um, he'll heal her bruised feet and worse, her bruised heart. And um, um, he said, some looked here. Uh, some said, look here. Some said, look there. So I traveled here and I traveled there. But he found no Emily. So we traveled home. <laughs> Great story, mate. <laughs> so I was a mate. I thought, you know, I thought she might be. Um, anyway, they're chatting for ages. And Davy notices that Martha is somehow eavesdropping on them. But he doesn't say anything to Mr. Peggotty because I think he doesn't want to like get his hopes up or anything. So, um... Uh, anyway, Mr. Peggotty eventually goes on his way and uh, Davy goes uh, looking for Martha. But it's kind of like he's also a bit concerned about her, Martha's safety and how she's doing. But if you were that concerned, you'd say something at the time like, sorry, Mr. Peggotty, Martha, babe, you're right. Yeah, literally. Like, so, you're really anyway. not that invested. Well, it's because she's a woman. She doesn't matter as much as the men. Of course. So anyway, she's long gone. Um, now it's time for Davy to go and meet Dora's aunts. And he takes <gasps> traddles with him because that's the honourable thing to do because you can't leave a man having a conversation with two women or he might rape them or something. Literally. You know? <laughs> well, like, yeah, a man can't be trusted. Like, but I've got my other mate here who, you know, will just make sure I don't do any raping. I am a cat. <laughs> I am a cat, I can tell you that. But... <laughs> right, right. Um, so, um, oh... <laughs> And as they're all leaving Davy's flat to go see the aunts, Mr. Dick show- throws a shoe after them for good luck. Yeah, that, that, that's what that was. It's good luck. Sorry if it smacked you in the face. <laughs> yeah, rapists. Uh, like, you guys suck. Don't rape people. So um, as they're walking along, Davy's like to Traddle's like, your hair's all messy. And Traddle's like, I can't help it. It just sticks up. I am a fretful porcupine. <laughs> Best too, line ever. Yeah, like yeah, conjures quite the image. Um, so Davy and Traddles are um, inter- interrogated by the aunts, and um, uh, the aunts get very flustered and start sniffing aromatic vinegar, but then uh, eventually concede that Davy is to be able to visit Dora so that they can observe whether he really is a fit match or not. Now that sounds sensible. Like well, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Like, yeah, well, you can't marry her right now because I don't fucking know you and she's going through grieving stuff and to be honest, she won't even come downstairs. So um, maybe just like pop around and say hi and we'll just kind of go from there. Like, yes, that, that's obviously and obviously much better than what her father was willing to permit. So Davy's birthday. Yeah. Um, and then there's this bit where uh, <laughs> the aunts are like, we shall leave you and Traddles to discuss this for a quarter of an hour, then return. And um, they're like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, yeah, we're happy. Like, no, you must discuss it for a quarter of an hour. Goodbye. <laughs> and they, like, leave the room. Like, all right, brilliant. And all right, then, so uh, what's going on with you, Traddles? That's literally what it's like. And then uh, it says, they are, uh, after 15 minutes, they reappeared with no less dignity than they had disappeared. Like, what did you expect them to come back with, with a shit on their head or something? Like, <laughs> still dignified. Nice. Literally, it's nice to see that you have your dignity. I was only gone 15 minutes. What do you think I was doing? Like, literally. Um, oh, it also keeps describing the aunts um, uh, as though like their little dresses were made of autumn leaves as they came rustling back in, and it keeps describing them as like little sparrows and little birds, and like they're all timid and delicate and dehumanized and all this sort of funny people. 
<laughs> Women aren't people. They're just silly little birds. Little, little birds. They're rustling dresses. Oh, what they cutting? <laughs> um, so, yeah, nice. Um, like, to be honest, they're just like the ones who are like, yeah, should we just like put something sensible in place for you viewing Dora? Oh, I'm a cute little bird. Oh, nice. Uh, it's like every time a woman does... anything sensible to say. Yeah, every time someone does say something sensible, like, oh, but Archie was so sweet. <laughs> So pretty, <laughs> pretty little lady. Um, <coughs> anyway, they're like, "Would you like to go up and uh, nice cough? Uh, would you like to go?" I went down the wrong way. <laughs> would you like to go up and see Dora? And um, uh, Davy's like, "Yeah, sure." Um, they go up there, and Jip is in a plate warmer with his head tied in a towel. What the what? fuck is going on? Yeah, Dora. Uh, Dora is behind the door, like hiding, and won't come out. But she basically comes out and gets um, Jip out, and they all have a big hug. Like, what? What? So a plate warmer is obviously just a hot thing, but quite a hot thing. Maybe it's not on. Um, and yeah, wrapped in a... I think it's to, like, stop him barking. Anyway, it's abusive as shit. Yeah. Um, and uh, da- uh, Davy says um, that he would like Dora to meet his aunt, and uh, Dora's like, no, she's a naughty, mischief-making old thing. And I, I just want to be described thus when I get old. Naughty mischief making thing. Old thing. <laughs> I don't want to. Also, it bodes fucking well for the future that she doesn't want to meet your only family, mate. Literally. Dora, mate, you have to give, like, you have to meet their family if you want to marry them. Literally. And then he tries to persuade Dora to come downstairs to see Traddles, but she runs away and locks herself in a room. So he's just kind of like, I'll go then. <laughs> I mean, she is grieving and stuff. She's allowed to be a bit weird, but... Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you want to marry him, you probably should want to meet his friends and family. If you don't want to and you don't want to marry him, that's fine. You can break it This is what I've said. So she's either being portrayed as, like, this shy little child, in which case, stop trying to marry a child. Yeah. Or she's highly traumatised by the death of her father, in which case, just give her a fucking break and some space. Leave her alone for a bit, for fuck's sake. Yeah. So, um... Davy's aunt, after all this later, goes to meet Dora's aunts, but she highly distresses them because she walks out to Putney at extraordinary times, such as <gasps> shortly after breakfast or just before tea, and uh, and she wears her bonnet in whatever matter, she, uh, in whatever manner she happens to find comfortable on her head, without referring to the prejudices of civilization on the subject. How <gasps> shocking! Shocking, disgraceful woman. Yeah. So, um, of course, Jip doesn't like um, Dora's aunt, uh, Dave's aunt either. So they, again, resort to wrapping his head in the tea towel and putting him in the plate warmer. So, ugh, it's ridiculous. Um, so uh, Davy then notices that everyone treats Dora like she's a little doll, like curling her hair and getting her nice dresses to wear. Um, he fails to notice that he treats her like a child too. But when other women do it, it's distressing. But it's okay for him to do it. Yeah, well, he's going to be her doting husband who gives a good pretty little baby. Well, I think this is the only reason he's getting annoyed about it now, because he's like, anyway, remember that whole thing about us being poor? The accounts in the cookery book that I got you. Did, did you have a look? And she's like, the figures made me cry, and the cookery book gave me a headache. Like, me too, babe. <laughs> me too, babe. But also, Davey, without fucking investing in someone learning to cook, you fucking read it. Literally. So, um... <laughs> so Davy's like he's literally hey, trying to mould her to be like the perfect wife that he wants and it's like she's not that person though exactly like, it's just straight find up someone who literally um, so he's like okay just to, like illustrate the fact that you do supposedly need to like educate on these things um, he's like what would you do if I asked you to buy a shoulder of mutton for dinner and she thinks and she replies well I would go to the butcher and ask him because he would know how to sell it and I'm like to be fair walking to the butcher can I buy some mutton please Done. Yeah. He hasn't asked her to cook it, he's asked her to buy it. So, and he's like, oh, sweet Dora, okay, let's try another one. If I asked you to make me an Irish stew for dinner, how would you do that? And she was like, I would ask the servant to make it. You know what, Davy? I'd tell you to go make it your fucking self. Yeah, I was like, you know what, Davy? I've got one for you. What if I ask for lobster for dinner? I gotta prepare that one, sweetheart. Lobster's actually like pauper food in this, they have it quite a lot. Oh, okay, I don't know. <laughs> linguini. Linguini, make me some linguini, yeah, plick. Also, Davy's got a housekeeper that does all these things for him, so anyway, it's ridiculous. Yeah, all so he can like, do is Davey. make bacon in a bachelor's oven or whatever it's called. Yeah, but he's a fucking twat. He's like, women should be able to do all the cooking. It's like, no, Davy, fucking learn to yeah, cook. Don't make her feel stupid because she can't cook because she's been raised in a certain way. You can't cook either, sweetheart. No. Like, oh, and then prick. there's like this whole bit where it's like... Um, 
this is like the essence of the book. You can't be happy unless you basically had to go work really, really hard and go through hardship and be sincerely earnest. And that's the only way you'll get to be happy. So that's why Dora has to do these things to mold her character so she can be happy. And Davy too. Everyone just worked very, very hard. Uh, please, well, you know, Dora fall... seemed pretty set before her dad died. Yeah. Right. It's just please fall in and enforce our capitalist society way of doing things so our society has order. Nice, nice, nice. I mean, uh, I mean, give Dora a, like a bat and a dog, and she's set. Yeah, she's good. So now Agnes and Dora meet, mm. <gasps> and Dora is shy, and she's like, "Yay!" But then they kind of chat, and they both really like each other. So great. Um, great. Oh, and I was going to say I've skipped over this bit, but Dickens really skips over this bit. We say bye to Miss Mills um, uh, because she sailed off on a boat, and um, basically it just like shows it's Davy's like. Um, oh yeah, Miss Mills, we went. she went off on an India boat and we left her crying on the boat. And then it moves on. Disposable like, oh. female character. He yeah, helped you out like, Was she okay? Was she being sent? Did she want to go to India? <laughs> was she just crying because she was sad to say goodbye to you? Or was yeah. there something more good? What happened? Yeah, it's like, anyway, she's gone. Moving on. Um, uh, right. I was tempted to leave this entire storyline out, but it's fucking gross. So I'm going to keep it in right yeah so when davy was living with mr wickfield there was this um doctor and his wife dr strong and mrs strong and the wife is a lot younger than him and then there's yeah. this man called mr malden that was friends with mrs strong when they were like teenagers and there's this rumor going around that mrs strong um and mr malden have had an affair and Uriah basically goes to meet up with the doctor and he tells the doctor about all the rumours and that he thinks it's, you know, it's true, there's proof and all this shit. And the doctor um, doesn't want to do anything about it because he says, I married that lady when she was extremely young. I took her to myself when her character was scarcely formed. So far as it was developed, it had been my happiness to form it. Mm. Right. Um, I knew her father well. I knew her well. I told her what I could for the love of all of her beautiful and virtuous qualities. Um, if I did her wrong, as I fear I did, and taking advantage, but I never meant of it, um, taking advantage of her gratitude and her affection, I asked pardon of that lady in my heart. So basically, um, I knew her really, really well and um, groomed her. So I'm way older than I her. I knew so her if well she wants when she to was have a, a Yeah, she, he was like, if she wants to have an affair on the, on the side, to be honest, she probably should have married that man. So I think it's fine. To be honest, I'm probably the one to blame. Um, well, at least she said it. Yeah, and um, then he goes, it only remains for me to bear the knowledge of the unhappiness that I have caused as um, submissively as I can, so I'll keep it to myself. And um, it is, and basically, I haven't even been able to like save her from the reproach of my friends. Um, so that becomes my duty. So back the fuck off and leave my wife alone. <laughs> okay, well said, Doctor. Prick still, but well yeah, said. Yeah, you shouldn't have groomed her, but um, yeah. Shouldn't so marry children. Yeah, and then... Uh, he goes, to be honest, I've just got to, like, you know, sit here till I die. And then when I'm dead, she'll be released from this constraint that she has on me. And when I close my face with unbounded confidence and love and leave her with no sorrow, then she'll be happier and brighter once I'm gone. <laughs> it's like, fucking hell. What a happy Jeez. marriage. <laughs> See, grooming doesn't work out for anyone. No. Um, so, yeah, he's just like, I'm to blame. And let, so let's just wait for this to all blow over till the sweet release of death. Um, so after this Uriah's like buzzing because he's managed to upset another family and I think it's um, he's caused them so much drama he's like they won't be looking too closely at what's going on with me and Mr Wickfield because you know they got a lot going on at their own home yeah Um, so Davey such a prick so Davey hears this and just smacks him across the face good (laughs) and then Uriah goes have you taken leave of your senses and Davey goes I have taken leave of you and storms (gasps) off Well said, Davey. How Davey, Davey should have been an actor. So yeah, dramatic. Yeah, he great lines. Um, so the next day, um, we get a letter from Mrs. Micawber saying that Mr. Micawber is basically being absolutely horrible to everyone. And um, she doesn't know what to do. And Davey just sends a letter back like, awkward. Um, try being nice to him. <laughs> I, I don't fucking know. Yeah, weird. Next, Davey and Dora are getting married. um, Also, have you tried being nice to your abuser? Um, um, I think pretty well. Wait, yeah, more comes of that later. So Davy and Dora are getting married and uh, Peggotty comes to clean everything and rub everything that can be rubbed. Good to know. Well, at least she's getting everyone nice and saucy before the wedding. Yeah, professional fluffer there. Yeah. Um, 
Mr. Dick um, is to give Dora away because obviously her dad is um, dead. And he's had his hair curled for the occasion. Yay! He looks Yay, Mr. Dick. And, this subject um, is so precious. Oh, and always with these books, the women seem very uncomfortable at the prospect of getting married. So Dora is literally clinging to Agnes's hand throughout the whole ceremony, and at the end, uh, breaks down completely, crying about her dead dad. What a happy day! Literally, like uh, this doesn't scream happiness. I mean, fair enough to be upset about your dad, one hundred percent. Yeah, and then but you shouldn't be uncomfortable getting married to the man you supposedly love. Yeah, and then this bit, this. Katie, have you got a sick bucket close? Because, gross. This is the um, mm. title of the um, next chapter where we join Davy and Dora in their newly married life. And it says, Davy was quite thrown out of employment, as I may say, in respect of the delicious old occupation of making love. Ew. Ew. Also, David, I'm such a well-cultured man. Silly little Dora doesn't even know how to cook. Mate, you literally got fired because you couldn't stop having sex. How fucking <laughs> pathetic do you think you are? Yep. Gross. <laughs> I think he just means he's not doing anything useful apart from shagging. So, um, so yeah. Uh, That's what I said. A... Got fired because all he was doing was got having fired. sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, they don't have a lot of money. Um, I'm not surprised. All they're doing is too sex busy banging. Literally, um, like, guys, you have to go and make money. You guys suck. You have to do it. So, um, Dora uh, doesn't know how to run the house, and so neither is Davy. But as we've discovered, as we've discussed, for some reason, that's entirely Dora's fault. And yeah. um, every time they try and have a conversation, Dora just starts crying or says that he shouldn't have married her if he wanted someone to run a house, which is a fair Truth. comment actually, because she never yeah. pretended it was in her skill remit. Yeah, or something that she wanted to do. Yeah. So, um. Then She's Dave- like, look, Davy, I'm a lady of leisure. Yeah, and I don't want to do it. It upsets me, so fuck off. Um, yeah. Davy, and also, they do actually have, like, a chef, like, a, a cook and a housekeeper, and it's just because the housekeeper doesn't really know how to keep the house either, and Davy's like, if you knew, you could teach her. Like, just employ better people. Um, or you could just employ someone who's not... Who, you could just employ someone who actually can do the fucking job. Yeah. Why are keep, we paying her? Yeah, they just keep employing... And then, because, like they feel awkward they just keep paying her it's really weird and some other housekeeper like robs them or something anyway um so davy um asks his aunt aunt betsy if um she could try and reason with dora and the aunt just outright refuses um she's like look in my um life i admit i've judged people harshly and she describes herself as a grumpy frumpy wayward sort of woman (laughs) and i was like that's your goals that's what i want to be um but um but no she's not going to be meddling in anyone's marriage and that if he can't develop um dora then he'll just have to learn to do without the qualities that he wants her to possess like you've married her at the end of the day fucking love the person you've married like you've married her and she was like i'm not okay with you grooming me to be your perfect little housewife because that's not who i am yeah and now you're getting butt hurt that she doesn't want to be your perfect little housewife because that's not who she was yeah who she is so um kind of sounds like you're a problem davy kind of deal with it um yeah, literally why are the wives of the men in this also their carers like why can't they just be wives just like find a life partner and um this reminds like, why me- are you going to make me dinner you're so silly you don't know how to make dinner do you know how to make dinner no yo yo um I've, i was gonna say I've, i was reading a thing the other day and it's like why are all the women's jobs things like you know cooking cleaning keeping a house and they're all things that are constant like you constantly have to be doing those things there's never an end to them they're an yeah. everyday event but things that are classically men's jobs like changing a tire fixing a yeah. tap you never you don't might go your whole fucking life and never come across situations yeah. like that but the second so you could turn to a woman she's like oh i don't know how to change a tire everyone's like oh silly woman how do you expect to survive in the world but then you go up to a man and he's like i've never done my own washing it's like fair enough it's yeah, like enough, you don't know how you? to do basic household tasks which everyone has to do in life just to get through their day-to-day life i don't know how to do a task which the rac can do and yeah can literally them, the, and yeah, i'm you, somehow the silly one here that you employ what? people to do i yeah. literally said why yeah are the wives carers of men and uh, mm. recently we've been watching uh Married at First Sight Australia. Uh, hands up everyone else Class. watching it in uh, lockdown. Um, but basically at the end, they have kind of like a recommitment ceremony to say, say if they want to like stay married to each other. And the majority of the men say yes. And the majority of the women say no. And it's kind of like, oh, it looks like on the surface, like, oh, you know, men are you know more willing to kind of like settle kind of thing. But when you look at how they've been matched, they've been matched purely on what the men want. And they haven't paid any attention to what the women want in a partner. And I was like, this show literally is just find these men some wives. But also, like we say, Groomy doesn't help anyone because then the wives are like, 
but I don't want to marry him and then leave. And then the men like, and then she left me. Like, well, yeah, because it was a bad match from the start. You fucking Literally. Idiots. Also, like, can we just, you know, like, you can go out and find your own partner. Like, yeah. fuck's sake. But, get a grip. Um, get a grip. <laughs> the show. I mean, yeah, I'm so immature. <laughs> find your own wife. Um, okay, I'm going to finish on this note because it's gross. So they yeah. have this whole thing about the house being a mess, dinner's getting ruined. And um, then Dora says this to Davy because um, like, she's quite despondent. And she's like, will, will you call me by a name I want you to call me? And he's like, what name? Like with a smile. And she goes, it's a stupid name. And then uh, it says like she cuddles um, him for a moment. And she goes, child wife. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do sometimes call myself an adult baby, but just to bring it back to this, there is no such thing as child wives. There's no such thing as child prostitutes. <laughs> like, that is just child rape. Child abuse. So it's just, it, it doesn't sit right being like, mm, my sweet little child wife. <laughs> uh, please say that to Ross later. I'm going to do it to James. You call me child wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to just publicly show myself here. I still suck my thumb. It's comforting. I don't smoke like uh, or anything like that. Uh, but I like to suck my thumb. Okay, shoot me. I uh, actually don't. <laughs> we all have our little things. Like, I, yeah. I, 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 we all have our little things. I like to watch children's movies pretty much exclusively. And I still have a lot of cuddly toys yeah. because they are my friends. Yeah, literally. So sometimes Ross will look I don't have up. many real friends. What friends will that? <laughs> so I have some soft ones. And I can't see the few friends I do have in lockdown. So I have my cuddlies. But anyway. Yeah. So if you'd like Ross to looks... be my friend and you're a nice person, please. <laughs> <laughs> please don't. Uh, please don't. I'm very, I, I like being a... Um, What's the uh, word? Alone. Oh. alone. <laughs> I like being alone. Um, but yeah, sometimes Ross will look over and see me sucking my thumb and he'll just be like, it is weird. He was like, it does make me feel a bit weird. Like, <laughs> I've found a child. Like, it is strange. And it, like, it does make me uncomfortable. I'm like, well, I feel very comfortable. So you just have to deal sometimes with it. Sometimes James does the same sort of thing to me because like we'll be out in public and then like in a shop or something and I'll see something like, like a cuddly toy, you know, something else for kids. And I'm like, mm. oh, yeah. Like, so I feel like I'm your fucking carer yeah. <laughs> I get that all the time So like, I mean well, I know I am an adult baby But don't call your wife a child wife It's weird it's like, But you know like I don't actively act on it Just a bit silly Not all the time <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a little bit silly really Yes it's and okay. I like being silly Anyway Ooh. I am sweating my tits off And I think that's a good place to leave it for today yeah, I feel like I'm, hot. I'm crying There's so much sweat coming down my cheeks Yeah I feel that yeah, so um, Katie, would you like to do the sign-off? Yes, so as always, thank you for tuning in and listening to, this is the, our first, no, wait, yeah, this is um, our season three, isn't it? Yes, it is. So yes, well thank done. you um, for tuning in and listening. You can find us over on Instagram, which is at unclassical underscore podcast. Um, you can always get in contact with us if you have any book recommendations that you think it'd be fun for us to do. You can also yes. drop us an email, which yes. is email.unclassical at gmail.com. If you like, we also have Twitter. We don't really use it because we're not down with the kids. Um, I will but... use Twitter when I get a new phone that's not a piece of shit and can only hold about five apps. But I have, I have to pay for my Twitter. MOT first. <laughs> I have Twitter, the Twitter app. So if you contact us on that, I will see it and I will reply. You know, as long as you're not sending me news or something. I won't reply to that. But, mm-hmm. you know, you do you. That is, uh, if you want to contact us on Twitter, it is at unclassical underscore pod. If you are enjoying our podcast and you want some cool, fancy things and you want early release to our our episodes and soon to get some, like, just things that are just exclusive to the Patreon, you can come over and join us on Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash unclassical. Please do that. There's some cool shit over there. Boom! Did you just drop the phone you're recording on? No, I dropped my notebook. Oh, that really looked like a phone. Okay. It does look a bit like a phone, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I was like, well, sorry, headphone listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, still potentially. I'm throwing a notebook near it. But, <laughs> but well, I guess we'll leave it there then, lads. And we'll see you next time for, I think, yes, the last episode of <gasps> David Copperfield. How exciting. Tune in Bye. next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Bye.